This is Talent Everywhere for November 2017. Personal user manuals for distributed teams. Welcome to the Talent Everywhere podcast for leaders building high-performing teams in our fast-changing world. Here are your hosts, Chris Pudney and Gihan Pereira. Hi, Gihan. How are you? I'm very well, Chris. How are you going? Yes, um, I'm good. I've been busy catching up with family and friends and people turning 50. How about you? Yes, that's right. I've been busy having turned 50 a few months ago. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's been a really busy time for me at the moment because it's a really peak conference season. So for Mm -hmm. these last three months, I've been cashing in whenever I can with uh, lots of events, lots of speaking gigs, and uh, then looking forward to having a quiet, relaxing time over Christmas. Doing a little bit of consulting, but not much not much traveling and not much, certainly not much business traveling. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, I've been following you on Facebook, Gihan, and seeing your various travels and presentations here, there and everywhere. Yeah, there have been. So there's been quite a bit of travel, but uh, there's also been quite a bit of work in Perth, which I love. So that's really nice to be able to just uh, get in my car, drive to conference venue, speak, pack up and go home, um, which is really nice. Perfect. Perfect. So Gihan, we've known each other for going on for 30 years now, and in that time, we've worked together quite a bit. We've written books together, we've written code together, we've podcasted together, and we've worked pretty effectively together, I reckon, and part of that's because we know each other pretty well. And it's the same with teams as well. If you have a team that's comprised of workers who know and understand each other well, then they tend to work uh, more effectively than a team comprised of people who don't know each other so well. And if that team is based in an office where people are working side by side, then they get to know each other just through those various in-person interactions that are part of working in an office, whether it's having a chat in the corridor or in the lunchroom, going to lunch together, let's say, or socialising after work, or even the kinds of team building events that office workers get to go to, events that are designed to, to get people to know each other and consequently work together more effectively. But if you've got a distributed team where people are working in different offices or some people might be working from home or you might have teams that are in different time zones and different countries from one another, then those opportunities that in-office workers get, those opportunities are either rare or even impossible to engineer in some circumstances. So what we're going to talk about today is how you can work around that. How can you take a team of distributed members and get them to know each other so that they can work together more effectively. Because I know you will, Gihan, I reckon you've probably got something to add at this point. Yeah, I actually do have something to contribute, Chris, and it's it's going to be the focus of our conversation today. It's the idea of a personal user manual, which is something that we encourage you as a leader to create and also something that you do for everybody on your team as well. And this is one of those things that um, you can do with, with in-office teams and you can do with distributed teams. And the idea is that everybody writes a style guide for themselves. And it's, it's kind of a communication style guide. So how I like to deal with people, how, um, what sort of things uh, work for me in a professional role, what sort of things don't work for me. It's, uh, I think it's, it's something that, indiv- that people do individually rather than having it administered to you, like doing one of those and not necessarily very effective personality profiles like Myers-Briggs or even some of those that have uh, have a little bit more science behind them. But the idea of the personal user manual is that each team member creates a style guide for themselves. And it was initially developed by somebody whose name I'm going to 
Mangalap terribly, <laughs> which is a Ivar Krogrud, I think. Uh, but he's a co-founder and former CEO of the software company Questback. And he developed this one-page user manual uh, so that people, other people in his team could understand how to work with him. Now, I'm sure that he wasn't the, the first person come up, to come up with the idea of helping other people understand how to deal with, um, deal with you individually. But it's a really interesting idea. And it's something that particularly for a distributed team, it's worth doing because, so as you said, Chris, with, a, with an in-office team, people figure out individual styles simply because they interact with people regularly. But in a distributed team, that's not always the case because there's technology that's um, in the way of communication. People aren't in the same office or the same time zone. So it's a little bit difficult to intuit people's personal style. So the idea of the personal user manual is that you're being proactive about it and explicitly saying how you like to deal with people. Now, the idea of this is not to make this a huge manual that people have to read every time they uh, are going to send you a text or an email. But the idea is to make it something succinct and to make it something that's easy and useful. And uh, we're going to use the, the model that Abby Fork, uh, who's the founder and CEO of Global Citizen Year, uh, created. So Fork's version of the personal user manual has these six areas. And number one, my style. Number two, what I value. Number three, what I don't have patience for. Number four is how to best communicate with me. Number five, how to help me. And number six, what people misunderstand about me. So these are six areas which talk about your personal style, how you like to communicate, uh, how you uh, generally behave, and maybe give, giving people a little bit of an insight into you so that when you communicate with them, uh, they, they understand where you're coming from and also you understand where they're coming from so you can communicate with them in the most effective style. The idea is, that, as I said earlier, it's not going to be a huge 20-page document. In fact, uh, aim for um, one page as a maximum. So if you were to print it out, it would probably come, it would be less than a page, a page or less. And now in practice, it'll probably be online, not printed, but you can think of that as a, as a reasonable guideline. So one page worth or one screen's worth. And if you're, a, a, as a leader of your team, do this for yourself first so that you've got a, a role, uh, so that you are a role model and you can give people a template for themselves and then share it with the team and give them the chance to do it as well. And then once you do it, then you can share it online. So on your intranet or your uh, if you have some sort of social forum uh, for your business, then uh, and if, if individual team members have their user profiles, this is a good place to, to upload it so that people, when they start communicating with somebody for the first time or even the first few times, they can have a look at that person's personal user manual to understand their style and uh, how to work within it. Yeah, excellent, Gihan. And so the best way to illustrate a personal user manual is by way of example. So what Gihan and I have done is we've taken each of those six areas where we've drafted our personal user manuals and we've got points for each of those six areas and we'll go through them in turn. So I'll start, Gihan. So my style is that I can be a bit of a perfectionist. So what that means is I might often ask you to redo something, even if it seems it's only addressing a relatively minor issue. Um, but the reason for that is because my company, Datacraft, has developed a reputation for producing high-quality work, and that's a reputation that I want to maintain, and often it's those small, minor cosmetic issues that are the first things that customers see, and the, you, you want to create a strong first impression. So those issues need to be addressed, and, and that's the reason why. Okay, uh, so my style is what Chris just said. 
<laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I guess now is a good point. To, good time to say, look, when you say your style, it doesn't have to be only one item; it can be a number of them. So we're only going to pick one each. So I, I totally agree with that, Chris. Uh, my my style is similar, but let me pick something different. And um, as a leader, as a manager, I tend to delegate too soon, if you like. So um, if I was writing this in my personal user manual, I might say something like, I tend to delegate too soon and give you a bit more responsibility than, than you're ready for. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm letting you um, letting you off the leash a little bit more than uh, rather than holding you tight. Uh, but I want you to ask if you get stuck. So don't feel that I'm throwing you in the deep end. Or if you feel that I am, then please ask, because I'm going to kind of give you a little bit more trust um, then assuming that, uh, then waiting until you absolutely know you can do something. But in return, I'm going to ask you to check in with me more often. Cool. All right. So the second area in the personal user manual is what do I value? So for me, it's a job well done, right? So we talked about quality a moment ago. And so that means that you pay attention to detail, focus on quality. And I don't mind if that means you need to take some extra time to produce a quality result. I'd rather you did that than produce something that was quick and dirty. There are going to be times when something like a prototype or a proof of concept is what's needed and and a quick and dirty solution is appropriate in those situations. But they're generally the exception and they'll be pointed out. So focus on quality and a job well done are the things that I think are highly valuable. Yeah, I think this is a really good example, Chris, where you and I have my uh, slightly different values. So I totally value that, job well done and high standards. But also what I really value is continuous improvement. So I've often said to people that I work with, uh, I don't mind if we make a mistake as long as we don't keep making the same mistakes. So, you know, mistakes are okay and they're going to happen. And sometimes that means that we don't produce the highest quality of work. So this is a little bit disappointing, but what I really want to make sure uh, of is that we don't, keep making the same mistakes. So how do we avoid that mistake next time? Yeah, fair enough. So there's a theme emerging here. So the next the next area in the personal user manual is what I don't have patience for. So following on from what I've said already, uh, sloppiness and poor quality work are things that I'm uh, pretty impatient about. Uh, and the reason for that is it generally means additional work needs to be done to fix it up, whether it's by me or by you having to redo it or someone else on the team needs to pick it up. And It also betrays um, a failure to follow the processes and guidelines that we've set up to ensure that we get quality results. And they're just simple checklists. It's nothing complex or or so on. So uh, sloppiness betrays that you haven't really paid attention to the process that you should be following. And we have reviews that generally pick these things up. But if they do uh, get slip through review, then it reflects badly on the rest of the team when customers and clients get to see those mistakes. Yeah, good. Okay, so mine's quite different here. So what what I don't have patience for is excuses. So don't tell me, especially after the fact, that you were unable to achieve something. I'd much rather know if things are going off track, check in with me and just let me know as soon as possible. And I think this is a really important thing from, from my personal management style that I know some people are scared of you're talking about things going off track or making mistakes or delays with their, with their manager or leader because they think they're going to get in trouble for that, whereas I would much rather know upfront because it means that we can then work together to figure out either a solution so that we can get back on track or an alternative or a workaround. So don't give me an excuse, um, especially after it's too late to do anything about it. So um, absolutely tell me as soon as possible and then we can work together to figure out what to do. 
Yeah, makes sense. All right, so the next point in your personal user manual is how best to communicate with me. And in the past, we've spoken about things like deferred and immediate channels. So things like uh, teleconference or phone call is immediate versus email being deferred. Uh, so it's important to choose the right channel. But one of the reasons for me that that's important is to ensure that uh, your information and communication ends up in the right place. So, for instance, if you're working on fixing a bug, let's say, then we have an incident tracking tool called JIRA. And if you're working on fixing that bug, then there'll be a ticket for it and all communication related to that fix needs to go in that JIRA ticket. Don't send me instant messages or don't send me emails about it. Put it into that ticket so that anyone else, myself included, who needs information about it, I know exactly where to go to find it. I don't have to wade through emails that have been sent to me or or, or threads from conversations in an instant messaging tool. And same with documentation. Like we have a wiki. If you're documenting, uh, providing instructions on how to use an application or a process, create a wiki page for it and put it in the wiki. Everyone knows then they can go to the wiki and find it. They don't expect to have emailed instructions or even in the JIRA tool instructions for those sorts of things. So choosing the right channel or forum is valuable in an information gathering sense. Yeah, and I think this is particularly important with distributed teams, isn't it, Chris? With your, mm. with an in-office team, it's quite easy if you don't quite have the right information to stand up, walk over and ask somebody. And uh, it's not necessarily the most productive thing to do, but people tend to do it just because they can. Whereas with yeah. a distributed team, you just have to be more, you have to be scrupulously careful about using the right communication channel. And that's the same with me. So my, so my um item here in how to best communicate with me is look i'm pretty flexible um there are a number of different communication channels like phone or email or text or trello or slack or dropbox but get good at understanding the most appropriate communication tool each time and it's not necessarily just my preference but it's what we have set up exactly as you said chris there are certain places for uh, documenting things that happen with projects. So for example, for speaking engagements, we use a, a tool called Process Street um, and we set up a checklist for each speaking engagement that I do. So anything to do with that particular speaking engagement goes in there. Anything to do with uh, general procedures goes in a Google Doc somewhere. Uh, anything to do with uh, an immediate question, um, and my, my business manager, Emma, knows that she can either send me a little Slack message or pick up the phone and call me. And it's just choosing the right communication tool at the right time. So that's the best way to communicate with me. Choose the right tool. Excellent. All right. So the next uh, next point in your user manual is how to help me. And again, this one for me uh, relates to the fact that I'm in a distributed team and often the communication channel will be a deferred one. So Provide me with sufficient information to understand you the first time. Uh, I don't, there's necessarily a delay if you're using a deferred channel. Uh, that's what the name implies. So I don't want to have to respond with uh, clarifying questions. I'd like to have sufficient information in the initial message so that I understand uh, what needs to be done and I can get on with it. I don't have to introduce another delay while I get a response from you to clarify what needs to be done. And I think, again, Chris, this is one of those things when you're working in a distributed team, it's so important to understand that uh, delays aren't just the actual time that you spend working on something. It's the actual delay between you know, somebody sends you an email, you need to ask a clarifying question. Um, it might only take 10 seconds to write back to say, can you answer this? But it's going to take a lot longer before you get the response and then you can act on it. Precisely. Yep. Yep. So what I've got down here is how to help me is to keep me in the loop. 
So I'm really good at processing a lot of information. I can process a lot of it fast. Uh, so especially when we're doing something new, it's okay to overshare. It's uh, mm. okay to ask too many questions rather than ask too few. Don't feel that you're bugging me by asking. And I've always said this with my team members. My job is to make sure that you can do your jobs effectively and efficiently. So if I can prevent obstacles, if I can answer questions quickly for you to empower you, I'd rather do that. Again, don't feel like you're interrupting me or taking up my valuable time. The most valuable thing I can do is to help you do your job better. Cool. All right. And then the final point in the user manual is what people misunderstand about me. So. In some of the previous points, you might have got the impression that I'm a bit of a, a nitpicker and uh, a little bit too detail-focused, and that's that's fair enough. And some of the feedback that I've had uh, from people in my team is that I can uh, be feel – it feels like I'm being too critical or negative with my feedback. And I, I get that. I understand that. I, I, when I reread these these uh, the feedback that I give people or the responses to problems that need to be solved, often it can be long lists of defects and issues and problems and people can sometimes take that personally and so I understand that that's the vibe that it might give off. It's certainly not the tone in which it's intended but with written communications that tone is sometimes lost and difficult to convey. So one of the great things about having a user manual is that up front I can say, look, you're going to get lists of negative feedback from me. It's not a reflection on you. It's don't take it personally. What's important to me is that these issues get recorded um, and they're recorded in the right place and that means that uh, we can deal with them at some point in the future. They're not going to get forgotten or lost. They're not written on a piece of scrap of paper somewhere. They're put in a tool where we can get to them easily and address them at some point in the future. And that means that there can be a lot of, uh, initially in a project, there can be a lot of long lists of negative feedback, uh, but it's not a personal thing. It's all about the work that needs to be done and addressed in future. Okay, so what people misunderstand about me is that I think some people think I obsess about everything but, but I don't. Um, I do obsess about certain things, and they're the really important things, especially things that affect our reputation as a business or as a provider. So especially those things that are externally facing that could reflect badly on us, they're the things that I obsess over. And when I say obsess, it's exactly the sort of things that you were talking about earlier, Chris, like making sure that things are to a very high standard and even tiny little errors are um, avoided and uh, even the other way around, we're proactive about making sure that we provide information that clients don't even realise that we're doing it to such a high standard. They just never, it never occurs to them that we've thought about it. So they're the sort of things I obsess about and it's worth obsessing about those things. And uh, just because I obsess about those, don't feel that I'm going to obsess about every little thing within the business as well. Cool. So that's your, that's our personal user manuals wrapped up and those things would have fitted easily on a page. And I think it's, it's worth going through those with uh, your new starts, sort of introducing them to your manual. But you know how we elaborated gear on each of those points, even though it fits on a page, it's sometimes worth expanding on those in person with uh, people in your team and vice versa. Yeah, the thing that struck me as I was going through this, Chris, that, uh, you know, it may sound a little bit indulgent that we're talking about our own styles and it's almost like we're making excuses for our future behavior. And it, it, should, it shouldn't be seen that way. It should be seen as, look, here's my style and here's how I communicate. Here's how to communicate best with me. And also remember, it's not just 
we as leaders who are creating these and then telling the team, well, this is what you've got to be able to cope with. It's also encouraging our individual team members to do exactly the same for themselves so they can be equally indulgent or if you like be equally cooperative in creating their own personal user manual that is then our responsibility to to read and understand and perhaps discuss with them what certain points mean and how to do them in a little bit more detail and i think the other thing you mentioned chris as you say it could be a one-page user manual but equally it could be a two or three minute video that you create for yourself, talk, talking through yes. your personal user manual. And that goes up on the internet, and that's just as useful. For some people, it'll actually be more useful for people to hear you talking through it uh, and seeing you uh, talking through your personal user manual. Yeah, great idea. Great idea, Gohan. So I think that wraps things up. And look, it's, it's one of those things where it's a fairly small investment of effort, but the the return on it is is high. You get a team that can work more effectively. They get to know each other much more quickly because you've cut to the chase and described uh, your working style and each, each member of the team has done likewise. So it's a relatively simple and easy process uh, with a high high return on that investment. So make sure you and your team get it done. Yeah, and I think the only thing I'd add to that, Chris, is that it is it is a pretty straightforward, practical document. So it's not talking about this is why I'm here on earth, this is my mission, this is what I want to get from the organisation. Those sort of things are important to discuss uh, with your team members, but this is very much on a personal, practical, day-to-day basis, here's how best to communicate with me so we can get our work done in, in a distributed environment efficiently and effectively. I think that's it for today. I think we've covered one topic in quite a lot of detail. I hope that the case studies that we've given, the two case studies for you and for me, have been useful to help you get uh, get started on your own personal user manual. Of course, we'll have the um, the notes from this podcast episode at our website, which is talenteverywhere.com.au. And we'll also give you links to a couple of the articles that we came across, especially going through those six steps of creating a personal user manual. And that's got a couple of other case studies and examples for you as well. So uh, if you want to find out more, please go to our, uh, our website, talenteverywhere.com.au. Get notes from this podcast episode and all the previous episodes we've done as well. So thanks, Chris. Thanks for taking part and for being part of a really interesting conversation as usual. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks, Gihan. Take care. For show notes, past episodes and more, visit talenteverywhere.com.au. And remember, great minds don't think alike.